Welcome to the Sports Tech Atlanta Sea Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Sterling Mack, joined on the other end uh, by Taylor Mack, the Worcester Sports Radio host. Um, it's crazy. We're at the end of August, right? Um, it, it's it's weird. Tiger King, I saw a tweet today, like Tiger King was released five months ago, and it definitely does not feel like it's been only five months. It feels like it's been like two years since I saw that, actually. Um so again, not a ton here to round out the month as far as uh, big time stories or anything like that. But we wanted to dive in today to a couple um, essentially technologies that really power things that you see on, on TV every day. So the first we're going to jump into is StatCast. The other uh, item we're going to talk through is essentially what the U.S. Open is doing in their, in their partnership with IBM in making the customer viewing experience um you know, a- applicable to what's going on from a COVID perspective. So I think IBM's done some really cool stuff uh, bringing everything together here as they've been able to pivot, uh, I think, in the last like 75 days. So we'll highlight that and then uh, talk through Amazon's new uh, fitness wearable as they jump into that market. All right, like I said, so the first story we're going <clears> to <throat> talk about today is really what powers StatCast. And as you know, StatCast is really the analytics that pop up on your TV as you're watching a baseball game. So every broadcast has them. It doesn't matter if it's Fox, MLB, or Fox, MLB Network, ESPN, uh, you know, TBS, TNT, whatever. Um, so it's pretty cool because as I dove into this, I had no idea, to be honest, like really what was behind it, what was in, into it, how it kind of all worked. So hopefully we're, uh, we're going to have some – we're also going to try to do some different things as far as like the visual side. So hopefully that all kind of works on your screen if you're watching on IG or anything like that. But so the Hawkeye system uh, tracks a field of play using 12 high resolution, high frame um, cameras that are installed within the park. And so the video from these cameras is synchronized and analyzed to detect and track ball and player movement. Uh, so in addition to previously available data sets, uh, the new platform provides real-time player uh, really poses emotion analysis by measuring multiple points of the body 30 times per second, which is pretty crazy right there. Uh, Taylor, you know about StackHouse. StackHouse has been around for a while. What did you think about as you kind of dove into some of the uh, the background here of how this works? I mean, with the amount of cameras that they have placed around the ballparks to give you that high resolution and that frame rate, um, it's just really cool and uh, really gives you that breakdown of, you know, with the the picture you have in the pit, you know, in the picture right there, where, all right, you know, later in your pitch count, this is where your body is, um, and this is through the full analysis, and then in comparison to where you are in the beginning um, of your pitch pitch outing, so you can tell where you need to work at from a strength perspective or just from a mechanics perspective. Um, so it really highlights and can elevate a player's play by visually breaking down what they're doing. So instead of you giving numbers and, um, you know, the stats to go along with, you know, to, to go along with those numbers, I don't know why that's, that's, that's redundant in saying that, <laughs> but to, to give something without the visualization, some people are more visual. We all went through those tests when we were uh, high schoolers or middle schoolers, what you, what you do for your learning style that's better. So I think this just elevates and shows um, those that like to have, that visual visualization for what they're doing mm-hmm. and uh, really helps them turn around and change mechanics, whether if that's basketball, football, baseball. 
Yeah. Uh, no, great points there. So just to kind of give a little bit more background, right? So it's a continuous data stream uh, that also is able to like assess all the all the field all the <laughs> the activity with on the field that's on the field. Uh, so that includes the pitcher, that includes the the batter mechanics, pick touch execution, um, batted ball trajectory. A lot of like people love that now, especially with like launch angle. Uh, you know, to understand like what the, you know, what the angle that the ball is coming off the bat, but also like how hard the ball is coming off the bat. That's a huge stat right now within baseball. Like, you know, if you're putting the ball in play, like what's the velocity that the ball is coming off of play? Um, Cause that gives you a better chance, obviously of giving it, getting a hit, things like that. Um, so with this platform being integrated with major league baseball, it's also uh, the infrastructure is also partnered with Google cloud, which I thought was interesting. Had no idea that that partnership was there. Um, so that really kind of like powers everything and making it very accurate in the advanced metrics um, to be able to like, you know, put it on your screen and everything. So uh, pretty cool. I think what they've been able to do here from a, from major league baseball perspective, it, it, it dives me into this question of with what they're doing. And I think this is, from I, I did some incremental reading. This is this partnership started this year. They they went through a ton of tests to figure out which which partner was the right one. They decided on Hawkeye. Does this lead into should baseball have robot umpires, especially behind the plate? I thought you were going to say should this lead into umpires being mic'd up to announce the decision on replays because. This the multi angles are used for the replay system for the MLB, and I was going to say 100% yes, they need to change that rule and uh, or whatever they have written in there and give umps a microphone. So that's where I thought you were going with that, since this is the replay. Um, but no, you can't do that. That's the greatest thing about sports is the human error. It leads for future debates, future passionate debates, whether good or bad, depending on which side which which side you're on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the day, because it's truly black and white, there's no gray area and baseball needs gray area. Cause there's a whole bunch of gray area when it comes to the plate, I will say it, it, you, you can't just say it's black and white right off the whites. It's you, you, you can't get the pitcher. You can't, you won't give the pitcher paint in the blacks or, um, having the catcher, you know, frame it behind the plate when it really was a ball so that's what brings the excitement out not a not an egregious ball but you need that umpire there to bring the human element bring that gray area because that at the end of the day for me makes the beauty of baseball yeah i think we've kind of i go back and forth on it on one side i think it's cool the pitchers to your point if adam wainwright the other day right 39 years old is able to go complete game he's getting a couple inches off off of the outside edge, a couple couple inches up, that makes the game fun, right? Um, hitters understanding where the zone is that day, and pitchers being able to try to pitch to it or pitch around it or things like that. Um, I would, to your point, like to see a little bit more transparency as far as the uh, replay goes. I think we should be able to replay balls and strikes maybe after the seventh inning or something like that, just because. The tough thing about that is now if you're giving a guy a couple inches here or there to then go use kind of like this robot or, or advanced analytics to see if the ball actually checked across the plate or something is, is difficult, right? But I, I there's times um, where it, it feels like that might be needed, right? I, and I, I go back and forth on it. To your point, I, I don't know. If no, I'm, that'd be cool. 
true robot umpires, but I think being able to at least challenge whether a strike is a strike late in the game is – I think it makes it kind of fun too. It makes, it makes replay different than like was he safe or out at first base. Yeah, no, I, I think that could be a cool addition. It would – I think it would be cool a cool addition. There would be a few things that need to be worked out, but um, especially when it's a playoff game and obviously it was a missed call at the plate and right now you can't challenge that. And uh, this would give you the ability, especially from uh, the the viewpoint of how precise this is, to be able to correct that and um, get the team that uh, should benefit from it yeah. the benefit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that is the MLB partnership right now with Hawkeye Technologies, uh, essentially powering what you see on your TV from an MLB Statcast perspective. So the next one we wanted to get into was IBM. So IBM's creating really these new fan experiences using AI and hybrid cloud. Um, the U.S. Open kicked off today. I felt like this was pretty relative because of that. Uh, you know, I believe it is the first time in its history without fans. So pretty crazy to think about the U.S. Open. It's just a staple and, and you know, obviously kind of leading up to like Labor Day and all those type of things. Like we know – when and where Arthur Ashe Stadium, all that type of stuff. Uh, so pretty crazy not to not not to have fans there. But IBM uh, is really has really done an amazing job if you think about it of, of figuring out the best way to pivot uh, here in the last few months and to try to figure this out. So uh, they developed three unique and really like tennis based digital experiences, and two of these solutions are based on natural language. Uh, processing or NLP, which is essentially just like how, you know, AI um, essentially like reads our language, right. And kind of spits out uh, something within like what we, what we know is like our spoken language, right. Which is kind of interesting and kind of goes into like, tra- uh, not transform, but Terminator. Uh, so not, not going down that rabbit hole, but really cool to be able to like put a solution that, that that's in for that that perspective and then the other one is being able to pull from a variety of data sets and running workloads on multiple clouds. Um, so really they did three things here. So they have um, open questions with Watson discovery, uh, match insights with Watson discovery, and then AI sounds. And the AI sounds is the one that's going to be recreating the sounds within um, within the stadium, obviously mm-hmm. with no people in there this year, uh, being able to pull from like past experiences and like past matches, like during, I think this is kind of cool because it's like, you know, Nadal and Djokovic are going at it and they're able to use that AI and, and that data set to be able to pull like, you know, what you think um, the stadium atmosphere would be at that time based off of recent history. Uh, which I think is pretty cool. So, um, yeah, Taylor, what'd you think about this? What'd you think about obviously what uh, IBM is doing there? They've been a partner with um, the USTA for 29 years. What do you think about their uh, incorporation here for the US Open? No, I I think it's cool, especially because all all leagues are trying to find a way to make it seem as authentic as possible, you know, with the fans and the stands for the players, because that's what you're just used to playing in front of and you feed off that. I think the tough thing with this one, so like you were saying, they pulled hundreds of hours of video footage from matches last year, and uh, you know Watson and the technology, like Sterling said, is gonna gonna you know gather and then assess what 
what what sounds should be played for for which tennis player, so forth and so on. But my thing is like the the cool thing with tennis is the crowd can flip up and start going for you know say the underdog a little bit or not even the underdog. Oh, you mean like, like a change in course? Like if you came right. in there rooting for Djokovic um, Songa or, something. or something, right? Yeah, or, like that's the or tennis- like or Djokovic and Songa starts getting going. You're like, oh, I got to go for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the the tennis community is real fickle. They're, they're real his name fickle. right? Songa. I think so. I don't know. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's correct. I think so. Uh, but the tennis crowd is real fickle. And say if you know Djokovic slammed his racket down after the third set, and some the crowd didn't like that. It wasn't a big moment. It's not something that might might have been captured by Watson because it's not within the playing field. And or like, you know, he's sitting on the bench and slams and they're like, you know what? That is not good tennis etiquette. I think I'm going to go for the rival when that's not what I was going to do at the beginning of this of this match. And so then you start seeing that you hear the crowd slowly turning against them. It's kind of cool when they do that or when they're, you know, they're low key cheering for somebody and then they start getting that momentum and rolling. So it'd be interesting to see if they can synthesize that synthesize that and and produce that out on the court. Um but I I love the fact that they're trying and from the fan perspective make it interesting and then from the player perspective as well um make it as authentic as possible. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's interesting thought process you had there. I mean will the I think about I everything. Was, so. I think about do everything. what? I think about everything. No, I mean, I thought about a few of those things, right? Especially because, like, even for, like, some of the match insights or stuff like that, right? Like, to your point, it's with Watson. So, like, you know, using, again, that NLP technology to, like, search for and, and, like, understand articles and blogs and, like, kind of bring that to you. Like, I don't know. It's it's, I, I thought about that one and then also the sounds of the game and recreating that in a way just from like a data set it's it's totally interesting and, and your points are incredibly valid there um but i think it's just an amazing um yeah an amazing job by ibm to to bring mm-hmm. this to the table right to be able to figure out ways in which we can all as tennis fans i mean i'm like a I'm a grand slam tennis fan right we're like i mean i don't pay attention to tennis unless it's a grand slam um but i think for this being able to kind of bring people back into it, bring people into like arguments. Like one of them, right. Is like the open questions with Watson is to be able to give fans a way to engage remotely in like iconic sports rivalries. Right. So it's like, it's almost like trying to feed off of like, if you were there and talking through like, Oh, do you think, you know, Pete Sampras in his heyday would be Djokovic, like something like that. Right. So uh, stuff like that is super cool, man. So I think it, I think what they've been able to, um, like I said, pivot and, and be able to deliver. Um, obviously, their technology is is unbelievable, but uh, pretty cool and, and and amazing job. So I believe you're able to download. Let me make sure you have this correctly here. Yeah, I think if you go online and just go to your app store, you can download the US Open app, and that's how you can access a lot of this. Or you can go to US Open or to see the technology in action. So the last one we have here today is um, we all, I feel like we always, when we're doing like products of the week, we don't have any funding stories this week, just to uh, give you an update. There was just, it's been a little slow here towards the end of August, not from just a funding perspective over like the total landscape of tech, but 
really within sports tech has slowed down a little bit. There's been some gaming um, funding lately, but I feel like those are kind of tough to highlight, like when people studios get uh, funding. Uh, so, so no big like um, you know companies or startups that are that are really focusing on like fan engagement or things like that. So, uh, didn't highlight any this week, but. Um, I did want to highlight the product of the week, which is uh, Amazon's Halo. So it's their new sensor-embedded wristband uh, that can track a user's skin temperature, heart rate, fitness activity, mental stress level, and quality of sleep. Uh, they are garnering content from partners like the American Heart Association, Headspace, and the Mayo Clinic. Um, really interesting. Obviously, Whoop, uh, Fitbit, Apple are already in this space, and them – you know, there was a lot of comments over really data integrity and, and um, user integrity as far as like where your data is going and what Amazon might be doing with some of the data. Now, you know, they already have Alexa and so many homes and they have all your shopping insights. And this is like another level of it being able to read, you know, a lot about your body. Some people were a little leery of it uh, just because of what people, you know, we already know what Amazon kind of gathers. Um, but Taylor, we want to get your thoughts here. We want to get your thoughts on Amazon getting into the health and wellness space. I mean, what is Amazon not getting into? Amazon getting into everything, but completely unrelated. Did you know that it was whoop, there it is with an M, not whoop, there it is. I know, I know. Your mind looks blown right now. I is it? No, it's not. It's whoop, there it is. Whoop, there it is. It has nothing to do with this, but because the company's name is W H O O P, whoop, it is whoop for the song. If you didn't know, fun fact. I didn't know for that. The day. I, it, that. It's one of my favorite. It's like the first like song that I kind of knew as a kid. It's it's the go to song when you're about to win at any sporting event. It's a it's a celebration that black, white, Asian, Latino, everybody knows the song. And they play it and everybody comes together. But it is whoop, not whoop. But um, that's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, of course, this is just the next step. Obviously, Amazon's getting into everything. And then, you know, what they, you know, rolled out with their um, basically contactless grocery store. I feel like this will be another feature that you have with your with your band that tracks your wellness. And then that'll just go into a faster scanning process as everything is built in. Um I mean, it's a definition of monopoly. Next thing you know, Amazon's going to come out with the Amazon Nordic Trek, something like that, you know, yeah. and and the Amazon Peloton. And so they're slowly infiltrating every market and they have the money to do so. And uh, this was just the next logical step for them. And especially with how much money they bring in, they can make this competitive and, um, you know, really put pressure on the staples of the community when it comes to the wellness space. No, you're, you're exactly right. I mean, they and, and great call out there. I think with Alexa, they're going to kind of like try to use those insights to to your to your point, kind of help you shop and help you to figure out from a wellness perspective, like what you need to for your body um, with their new contactless uh, grocery shopping. So, yeah, Boy, man, they, uh, they about to start sneak dissing a lot of people like mm, heart rate hasn't been high for about five days, five, five days now. Why don't you go buy yourself some chips? <laughs> like, or like, well, you, you you probably need to get out. Looks like your your heart rate rises at about 9.30 a.m., about 12.30 p.m., and then about 6.30 p.m. as well. So your heart rate only goes up when you're eating. 
Might need see, to get out and start start running. It's so funny you used to talk about like the snitching part. Um, since we're talking about wearables and tech, uh, we'll kind of end it on the story. There's a um, a sports writer who, or maybe a sportscaster, um, she did this like thread on Twitter about how she knew a guy that she was, she knew one of her ex boyfriends was cheating on her because his their monitors were like synced up, and I think they were Fitbits, so their mm. Fitbits were synced up. Mm. And his was like spiking at like you know three thirty in the morning. Must have, been, must have been a real early jog or late jog, <laughs> whichever way you want to look at it. He was just getting, you know, they say you want to wake up at four thirty. He was just getting an hour head start on that one before you, uh, you know, you get your early morning workout in when nobody can bother you. Right. <laughs> that's, that's... Ooh, that's a tough way to get tough way to get caught there. Shouldn't have been out there, but tough way to get caught. But um, so yeah, it's um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you made a great point there. I mean, Amazon is is figuring they have the the cash flow to be able to to go after a lot of these markets. This market is one that I think I believe people feel like it's going to be like fifty two billion here in the next few years. So, I mean, the the health and wellness space is is expanding, and there's so many um, you know, different variables within it. Uh, and we'll see how this Amazon one tracks it's i think it's 99 dollars up front but I, I believe here for the first few months it's 64.99 and then 3.99 a month after that i'm interested if anyone joins or, or or gets this definitely reach out i am not um but uh, i would love to hear for anyone that does that is our uh week within the sports technology uh sector uh, I'm Sterling. You can find me at Steamac or Steamac Sports on Twitter and uh, at Steamac on Instagram. Tmac29 over there on Instagram. Uh, TaylorMac29 on Twitter. Um, and we'll see you on the next edition of Sports Take Atlanta Sea Talk. <laughs>